Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. marathon runner, yoga fan, educator, breathwork enthusiast, and a new dad to my beautiful baby boy, which is the most demanding activity yet. As a coach and an athlete, I've met some of the most incredible people. Now, I want to share their insight, experience, and life up till now with you. In this episode, I speak with Adam, owner of Tri Adventure Race Company, about winning the Three Peaks Yacht Race, what the scouts taught him that would help him during a five-day race across the desert, and why adventure racing could be the new triathlon. So, without further ado, let's welcome Adam. so much for joining us. Really excited to hear all about what's going on in your life. You've just recently moved to the Lake District. You have a baby on the way and your business is now ready to rock and roll again. Shall we start by finding out a little bit more about how health, fitness and wellness has influenced your life? Starting off from your days in school, you know, what sport were you active in? What interested you in the outdoors? And, and what kind of principles did your parents instill in you when you were younger? Oh yeah, thanks a lot for having me, G. Um, very pleased to hear from you. And uh, I'd love to share a few of my, well, my journey to where I find myself now, active in the outdoor industry. Started up from an early age when I was, well, in the Cubs and Scouts originally used to do expeditioning and meeting up with them on a weekly basis. I found that was a great way and running around and camping. It was great. Loved it. Um, and then in my school life, very much enjoyed the tennis. It's part of the tennis team there. So I've always had an active life. Um, didn't like cross country, to be honest with you, or any running or athletics when I was at school. I uh, didn't uh, get involved with that really until I got to university and I found the running really beneficial for me to like escape from all the studying and also a great social uh, environment to meet new people because I was in a very new environment up in the northeast of the UK in Newcastle having moved up from Watford so yeah when going out for a run well it's great and like-minded people fresh air scenery getting away from behind the desk um, and whilst I was up there, there's the Great North Run, which is a road race, one of the biggest, I think, in the world, 50,000 odd people. And I think that's where my imagination got gripped to enter that every year. And slowly each year it would come along for the three years I was at Newcastle. I'd try and better my time from previous years and really got the bug for running and all the training that went with it. I found the training, the more you trained, the faster you became and just wanting to do better with the time. Sounds like you really had a slow-ish start to, to your fitness side, but you've gotten into it now. What about your parents, your family, 
you know, life outside of school. How was that? Was there any emphasis on nutrition, training, um, being outdoors, or, you know, being in the, the Northeast? Was it all about, you know, being indoors and, uh, and pork pies? No, we were a very active family uh, and very supported by my parents as well, who would take us off to various fixtures and tennis matches, and um, they'd be there in the sidelines cheering us on. Uh, we'd also go caravanning and camping and go on long walks and hikes during the day uh, and used to really enjoy those long journeys and spending time uh, with the family. And we did eat very well, ate very healthily. We were full of beans all the time with all the energy we needed for the sports we were doing. Um, but yeah, it's an important, I think, uh, family life, uh, active together. And we always ate together in the evenings. And that's important. Yes, it is, 100%. Now, we met through your company, Try Adventure, um, which we're going to talk more about. I'm really excited about that, uh, what you guys do. But essentially, you are um, an outdoor adventure sports person. How did you get into something like that? It's, it's very unique. It, it has a lot of specific skills that you need to master. And it's all pretty much done away from any structures, any uh, walls, any buildings. That's right. So I would uh, describe myself as an active adventure racer, adventure racing very much in the outdoors. And it, it, it combined all of my interests that I'd like, accumulated through my life and growing up with the um, kayaking and mountain biking, trekking, and then obviously the navigational element because using maps and where I learned to navigate was through the scouts and the cubs. And from a very early age, and it seemed like a, an amazing sport to get involved in. And I was introduced to it through like those Sunday morning TV programs. I don't know if you remember them, uh, the Trans World Sports, which would document all these crazy events and races around the world and bring them to us in bed with a cup of tea. And you'd watch this and it'd be very inspiring. I thought, that's what I want to get into. So that, that's what adventure racing is in a nutshell. And that's what I've pursued my interest in, where I could do these events. Uh, and there weren't that many in the UK. There were some, but nothing to the scale of what was featured in these documentaries, which was uh, uh, Transworld Sport, which was days long, you know, up to six days adventure racing as an expedition. It was, it was fab. Wow. You know, again, different world, different world. So where, where about have you raced? What events have you done? Who, who have you kind of participated with in these adventure races, these uh, these activities so it was at these events in the uk uh some of them just two hours long four hours long where adventure races would come and we'd go and have to visit as many checkpoints as we could uh within a set time limit uh obviously these events would bring like-minded people together uh, and various teams and it was at, at these events that a team picked up on my keenness and my ability in this field and i joined this team called team accelerate back in the day uh, which was a combination of all different qualities and strengths within that team. Uh, and what was nice is we could then take part in various events around the country, mixing and matching the teams with our strengths and really getting the results that we deserved to get, which also resulted in you know a lot of training together and learning how it all worked. And so I was fortunate from that team, I was selected to take part in Three Peaks Yacht Race. This was a fantastic event where you're sailing between the three peaks of uh, Wales, England, and up in Scotland. Yeah, a team of five. So a boat would have, a, a yacht would have five people on, but two people really were designated as the runners and the other three would be sailing. 
and it'd be a non-stop race um, where you'd sail into the marinas, uh, a set marina nearest the mountains, and the two runners would hop off and run up and down a mountain before returning to the boats and continuing to the next one. It was a fabulous, well, to see teamwork at its best, really, because you can't enter these events as an individual, and you do really need to put your trust in your other teammates to deliver on what they have to do, like sailors would trust that we would nail the running, Likewise, we had to let the sailors get on with it when we were trying to rest on the boat. So yeah, that was fab. Further down the line, got into the adventure racing expedition races, which as I said, these are multi-day, five-day, six-day events, non-stop. So there's no rest. If you are resting and taking some sleep, you're, you have to factor that in because the clock doesn't stop. We qualified to take part in the World Championships in Portugal back in 2009. And that was an amazing experience with bringing the cream of adventure races from all over the world together. But that was a long journey, maybe a two-year journey to get to the the team ready to take on that challenge because there's many new disciplines, as you mentioned earlier, to master. For example, there's a 26 miles of rollerblading in one event. So we had to learn how to rollerblade. And that's the main reason why I've got all my scars on my knees from uh, learning that. If you had to say the three peaks, you know, people would assume it's a huge event, 24 hours. You're going Scarfell Pike, um, Ben Nevis and um, Snowden. You, you jump in a car with your mates. You drive from one to the other, run up the hill and down and you're done in 24 hours. Where you talking about the Three Peaks Yacht Race, not only are you running each peak, but you're sailing from one to the next and running from the harbor to the mountain itself. So that just gives you an idea of the, the extra bits that, that you, know, you throw into to your events just to make it that much more exciting. Yeah, that's right. It's uh, a easy event because it was about three and a half days uh, that we were taking part and competing. So you've got a lot more to factor in with your nutrition and eating. You've got the recovery on the boat, which, you know, w- when we were taking part in, it was up to force nine winds. So that's really blowing you about. And this is where the runners are supposed to be resting reality you know you, you're getting on with it and and being thrown around in the boat and preparing yourself for the next mountain some years the event i think can be completed in the shortest two and a half days and the wind's in the right direction but it can take five days in lighter winds you just don't know and that's the nice thing about adventure racing every event's different it's not like a marathon where you can compare your time from one year to the next because you can only compete against the other people who are there who turn up on the day because there are so many factors and situation of circumstances coming together and that was when it was nice but and and this was the result of all the training and hard work and prep that goes into these events it's nice when it all comes together and then you can put in a good performance on the day and we were fortunate enough to to win that event and be first overline by quite some margin because we were able to gain those small advantages through our our training and preparation so yeah it was a fab, fab event that one so you mentioned earlier on you were in the scouts when you were younger do you feel that the skills you learned there helped prepare you for the adventure racing circuits yeah i'd say so much so the scouting was a great seed in my life planting or installing that sense of adventure in me and um, also the discipline and organization that is required for adventure racing because you do need to think ahead plan for the various transitions you need to know what equipment to have there what you need to eat there's a lot of pre-planning that goes in and that, that was installed in me through all the expedition planning we'd go on with the scouts where we are looking at so the finances the food the route and medical and backup you know to make sure that we're all 
safe and well. Also with the scouting, there was lots of camping and outdoors. Uh, in the adventure racing, we don't necessarily stop and put a tent up, we keep going. But I think from a young age, I learned to not be scared of the dark and that dark is not a time to stop. You can keep going. The various night hikes we were doing and what we were achieving through the dark and nighttime when probably most of my friends were asleep in bed. We were out there with the rucksacks on hiking. Uh, and yeah, you just want to keep seeing where this journey can take you and where you can build on from the experiences you gathered. But I'm so grateful for the scouting um, and, and planting that seed in me to, to sense of adventure to find where I am now. Really encouraging you to get out there, push yourself and, and build your confidence, really. Yeah, very much so. And again, to trust your other comrades in the scouting, you know, you'd all have your roles to play. And it's, it is about that trust and not being able to do a lot of these activities yourself. You, you do need each other. And that's what adventure racing, which is, you know, and everyone will have their strengths and weaknesses and how you deal with that. Someone might be having a, a low time and you might be feeling great and you can help them out. And it's not an issue and you should not refuse any help from someone else if they feel that they can help you out. And that's what the nice element is, is the, the team bond that you get there and the sense of achievement at the end. Really is about the whole team succeeding. Now, something that I'm really excited to talk to you about and that is Try Adventure. Now, Try Adventure is your outdoor race event company. It's something very different. It's, it's unique in the way that you've set it up and the way that the races work. You know, maybe you can tell us a little bit more about Try Adventure. Yeah, I'd love to talk about my business, Try Adventure G. It's been six years now and some amazing events. They're based in the southeast of the country in the Surrey Hills. It's a navigation-based event. So participants will come, having registered um, online, and they receive a map and a timing dibber. And it's the first time I've seen the map with various checkpoints marked on the map, and they're gonna go around and visit as many of them as they can uh, in a set time limit of either two hours or four hours. So the nice part of this is that everyone's going in different directions. Everyone's interpreting their routes in different ways, because the aim is to get as many points within the time limit, but not to overrun by too far and lose points for coming back late in penalties. So yeah, it's uh, all abilities. So essentially, this is the adult version of an Easter egg hunt with mud, sweat and laughs. Yeah, very much so. I've not heard it described as that before, but <laughs> that does nail it. I'd say it's uh, hunting for the checkpoints. As I said, some people will come and try and get as many of the Easter eggs or the checkpoints uh, marked on the map as possible. But you don't have to get, you can still have as much uh, fun just coming and collecting three or four. And it's your own personal challenge. The next time you come and take part in an event, you might try and get a few extra checkpoints. That's, that's something that I really enjoy with your events is not so much the racing, which is great fun, but it's the community afterwards, sitting, chatting, finding out other people's um, plans and, and their strategies, you know, where they went, what they saw, how many stations they aim to get to. And the, the best part is, you know, working out how close you were to dib stations that you actually missed. There are some people who may not have navigation skills or be comfortable running trail or, or mountain biking. How would you recommend they go about joining one of your events if they weren't able to navigate or, or have the facilities like trail running or mountain biking at their disposal? Yeah, so the Tri-Adventure community is strong and as you say, it's a 
a lot of often at our events it's the same faces that come back because they love they love taking part in our events and the chat afterwards where there is a great icebreaker with the fact that you can talk about where you've been on your route and where you saw each other perhaps and question why someone was going that way and someone was going the other way so it is great after the events it's like a buzz nice buzz um, but for those who are feeling a bit unsure or unsure about the navigation, well, this is a great opportunity to come and practice and learn. Uh, I do offer courses as well, navigation training courses on a day. I try and tie this in with the day before an event, so it helps deliver those skills and then you can put them into practice at the event the following day. So yeah, the community is, is great and there are people at the events who will probably be quite happy to show you the ropes and for you to start off with them. Just get out there and enjoy the hills. You know, it's beautiful around there. Uh, and getting lost is all part of the event. It's about getting out there and having a purpose and enjoying the outdoors. That is absolutely awesome. Getting out into the outdoors with a purpose. And the great thing about your events are that they don't take up the whole day. So you get out there, you, you do your race, you finish, you have a chat and you, you make new friends. It's, it's the best way to spend a weekend day. Yeah, so they'll finish and they'll enjoy a bit of the community spirit at our events, have a chat, have a catch up. It's also an opportunity to hear what other events people might be doing uh, and go and team up and take part in. As I said, tri-adventure events are very much an entry into the adventure racing world, open to all abilities. Uh, it doesn't matter if you get lost, everyone's there for each other. People are often high-fiving or used to be high-fiving out on the course and saying, you see someone running in the opposite direction and you don't know if they're doing well uh, ahead of you or behind you because it's all about the points you achieve and not the route you take and it's not until afterwards really when you get home and we put the results up you can actually see where everybody else had been out on the course and what order checkpoints people went in so you can then compare your route to say what the winner might have done or where the person you're running with might have gone you're done in the morning you've got the rest of the day to go and enjoy it with the rest of your family and that's works really well. Awesome, awesome. Now, obviously, you make these events feel so community-based. You make them look so easy and run so well. But I'm sure a lot of our listeners want to know more about the business side. So, how do you run an event which is essentially trying to herd cats, if you like? You know, a, a race... A normal standard race you have a start line and a start time you go in one direction for a certain amount of distance and when the last person crosses the line that's when the uh, the event is finished how do you go about creating managing and putting on an event with so many intricate working moving parts and make it look so easy Okay, gee. Yeah, so my events are very much different from other events that are out there. I don't need to put any arrows out, for example, or have any marshals out on the course. It's very difficult to marshal because everybody's going in different directions from the start line because it, they can visit the checkpoints in any order. But what I have to do is put these electronic checkpoints out in advance. Um, so that's the first job to do. And I choose a nice distribution and each checkpoint is about a kilometre and a half from the others, but they're all positioned on public rights of way on the footpaths and bridleways. And once the checkpoints are out, that's when I can produce the artwork and pinpoint on those maps where these checkpoints are located, because it is these maps that people will then use to find these checkpoints. 
So that essentially is is what you you expect when you arrive at one of your races. You you get a pack with a map. Um, if you uh, if you need a dibber, which is like a little st electronic stick that goes into the stations, um, you organize that as well. Um, and again, what people see is just this map and all of the the electronic dib stations. But it really does take a lot of time and effort and, and concentration to create these events. It does um, take quite a bit of time to put these events on. And I'd say it's the use of all of my experience that I've gathered through my own eventing and taking part in events that has helped me to deliver these events in the unique way that I do it. Yeah, I try and make it as enjoyable as possible and factor in all abilities. I don't try and hide the checkpoints, for example. Uh, so yeah, it's all abilities. And I just love to pass on the passion that I had and what I got from this adventure racing. And I want to offer it to others to come and take part in. Well, that that's really what I wanted to ask you next is why these type of races again we've just gone over how difficult they are to set up how difficult it is to get a person to the event so there must be something there must be a, a really important reason for you to be putting on these types of events yeah these uh, adventure race type events are very unique uh, niche it attracts very similar people to one of my events and they love them and they come back for more and more uh, it's about getting people to try something new, I think, away from the ordinary of turning up at a 5K or 10K run and just running and following arrows. There is an element, people say it's like the thinking person's or thinking man's um, event because it adds an extra element to the strategy and the navigation, which people really love to include in their fitness because it's a way of getting people out in the hills and running and biking. But you don't realise how far how much ground you are covering or how far you're going because you're just focused on getting to the next checkpoint and it isn't until you get to the finish and you look at your watch which people are pleasantly surprised and it doesn't even feel like they've gone that far in that in the two hours or four hours they've been out there so true it's it's taking your mind away from how difficult it is and uh and focusing on the fun exploration aspect it's been great having you listen to Adam's experience and know it would mean a load to him if you followed the podcast and gave us five stars. This helps other people like you find out about the podcast and gets Adam's story out to those who would benefit from it. Thanks. Now back to the podcast. Now, we mentioned earlier about how COVID has affected your events it's had a devastating effect on a lot of race organizers and and health and fitness events moving forward where do you see tri adventure where do you see the the adventure racing scene moving in the next year two years five years yeah and and what do you think is the next steps for for your business and and the industry Sure, I'd uh, agree with you there. As a, a, an events industry has taken quite a hammering um, due to mass participation events not being able to take part. But what's been good for the adventure racing events is that we have been able to continue um, with the rolling starts. And it's um, that factor that has uh, enabled me to put on four events between the two lockdowns when so many other events weren't able to take place because we could factor in the social distancing and manage that accordingly. And it went really well. It was very well received by my participants and they were thrilled that the events could still go ahead. 
what we're finding currently at the moment, I just see so many events taking part that all the postponed events are being squished together in this period and everyone's making the most of it, which is fab. So I'm just, so I think going forward, these adventure racing style events have got a great scope to um, grow. I think the way that they are delivered is perfect for dealing with any restrictions that might be in place. We can adapt them accordingly. And um, we've attracted some of the obstacle course, for example, guys who have come and found my events and they've loved taking part in my events as well. They said they're frustrated the fact they haven't been able to take part in their much loved obstacle courses because that can't adapt to the social distancing as well at this stage and the contact um, with various um, obstacles on the routes. The adventure racing events I put on, they're actually really popular in the winter time when it's raining and muddy. People like to get out and, and experience them because I think there's so much competition in the summer months with the triathlons and the, these run road races then people are just looking for that extra bit of a challenge and keep their fitness going over the winter then my events and, and adventure events are perfect now something we discussed earlier on which is working together as a team and no business is an island on its own you've obviously worked with some really cool companies and some really cool people out there and it's always great to hear about those people who you've worked with and, and how you work together with them to help develop your business to help develop their business and to help make the health fitness and wellness industry in the uk better so do you have one or two companies or, or friends that you've worked with that you think are doing great things and that our listeners would be interested in in checking out yes yeah, so we've got um a chain of running shops in the south of england called alton sports and they have me as one of their run ambassadors uh, and ties in nicely with the events that i put on with tried venture um, we as run ambassadors get together and talk about all the latest equipment and gear that's coming out. We also have the people of Alton Sports will come and take part in my events, which is great. And they would sometimes bring their shop along with them with training gear and products. Uh, they also offer the prizes. You know, it's great to have some prize and offer for some of the events that I put on. Uh, Alton Sports, they have four, four shops in the South, and there's about 10 run ambassadors they take on. And we've all got different backgrounds uh, and they're a fab team. Uh, and it's great to have that connection uh, with TriVenture uh, and talk about my events and spread it to community, the awareness of each other's brands. So essentially they're an independent running store that you've teamed up with to, to work together to kind of encourage people to take up sport to take up running and to be more educated about what they're doing yeah that's right it's a very unique initiative so i'm not sure there's many other run ambassadors linked into running shops out there and so they've got this team of us that they bring together and the community that we can reach out to is fab for making awareness um, of each other's brands you know Alton sports is fantastic with the range and stock of equipment and kit that they have in their shop yeah and we often trial that out and have it at events yeah so and so also sports they actually come and take part in our events as well so we've had georgie there with a dog uh, and they love the events and that's why they feel they got a really good affinity with tri adventure and the community that we have yeah it's great to help each other's brands out there
And there's someone else who's had a really good, I'd say, effect influence on the outdoor adventure world uh, with the foresight of creating a, a tracking company is uh, open tracking. And these are little trackers that people can hire, but it allows a bigger audience for people to view when you have a challenge for yourself or you're taking part in an event that you can see the progress during some of these longer events. They refer to it as dot watching. And what we've seen during this lockdown period is that people have taken on challenges themselves, whether it's running the length of the Pennine Way or running coast to coast. These set routes have been there historically for a long, a long, long time. People are now able to run it and it, it's a way of tracking and sharing and people can help support people on those routes as well. So you can see where your runner is along that route. So you can keep them going. And I think that's really opened up a window of opportunity and the foresight to have that in place has been brilliant. Um, up in the Lake District here, for example, we also have the Bob Graham round, yeah. which you might be familiar with. And most weekends you can go onto the, the tracker uh, website and you can watch people completing their Bob Graham round, which is always quite exciting. So it makes it quite a spectator sport where previously you'd see people at the start, off they go, and then you wouldn't see them till the end and not really know what's going on or how they're getting on. So that's been fab. And so I commend, take my hat off to James Thurler who created that open tracking. Amazing, amazing. Two fantastic companies. And again, you know, it's it's how we build our communities, working with people that are just as passionate about ourselves with their businesses. Again, Adam, thank you so much for your time. It was fantastic to find out a little bit more about you, about Try Adventure and, and your thoughts on the future. So if anybody is interested in finding out more about um, Try Adventure, their events, when they're on, how to get involved, we're gonna put all of Adam's uh, information in the show notes below. You can check him out. You're always welcome to uh, drop him an email and say hi if you have any questions. And uh, yeah, Adam, we will catch up again soon. Yeah, it's been fab talking to you, G. Thank you very much for this uh, opportunity. Look forward to seeing you soon. Absolute pleasure. Have a great day and we'll chat again soon. Bye for now.